First, I want us to give a big amen to our choir this morning. The ensemble. Come on, put your hand together and bless them. Throughout the pandemic, they have been with us every Sunday. And now that you're here, we bless God for you. Then I want you just to stand on your feet for a moment and put your hand together and bless the committee that has put us safe to come back to church. Come on, put your hand together and come on. Bless this committee. God bless you. Amen. Why are you still standing? Nehemiah 8 and 5 says, When Ezra opened the book, all the people stood up. I want to talk to us this morning from the subject, My Hero for the People of the World. My Hero for the People of the World. And would you be kind enough to turn to somebody, anybody, and if you don't have somebody close to you, as you should not have, turn to them and say, neighbor, there have been a whole lot of happenings in my life. But Jesus Christ is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Amen. Put your hand together. Amen. The text this morning is found in Romans 5, 6, and 8. It says, for when we were yet without strength. Somebody ought to say amen here. For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. And then he says, scarcely. For a righteous man will one die. Yet, peradventure, for a good man, some would even dare to die. Hallelujah. Praise God. But, God commendeth his love toward us. Hallelujah. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. My brothers and my sisters, when the word hero is uttered, we automatically begin to think of some person who has certain admirable qualities and characteristics, such as courage, bravery, and notability. And ain't nothing wrong with you saying amen, y'all. It's all right. We ain't going to let the pandemic stop us from praising Praise God. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. A hero is, is someone who believes in some noble and worthy cause to the extent that he is willing to make sacrifices so that that cause might prevail. We think of a hero as one who would subject himself to danger and even risk his own life for the benefit of someone else. And I've got to tell you that there are not a whole lot of poor people in this world like that. There are heroes in every walk of life. There are persons in every field of endeavor 
who have been pioneers, who have made invaluable contributions, and who have inspired others to make great achievements. And because their unselfish work and their outstanding achievements, they are labeled as heroes. Go with me now. In the field of medicine, such men as Dr. Charles Drew, Dr. Jonas Salk, and Dr. Christian Bernard are looked upon as heroes. The other part might be labeled sheroes. You might remember that Dr. Charles Drew was a black physician who pioneered in preserving blood plasma and in establishing blood banks across the world. Incidentally, he died because he was refused treatment at a white hospital after being involved in an automobile accident in rural North Carolina on his way to speak at Tuskegee University in Tuskegee, Alabama. A whites-only hospital refused to retreat him. How sad. Then that is Dr. Jonas Salk, who discovered a polio vaccine which virtually put an end to that dreadful disease which had crippled so many persons. Dr. Christian Bernard, who was a pioneer in transplanting hearts. And because of his work, many heart patients have been given a new lease on life. Without a doubt, these three doctors are looked upon as heroes in the field of medicine. In the field of transportation, we have some persons who, to whom we look with great pride and admiration. You remember Robert Fulton, the inventor of the steamboat. Henry Ford, a pioneer in mass production of automobiles. Meredith Gourmet, dying, another African-American who developed the exhaust purification system, now known as the catalytic converter. Frederick McKinley Jones, an African-American, developing air condition for truck and railroad transportation of food. Wilbur and Orville Wright, the inventors of the first successful flying machine down in Dayton, Ohio. Because of these great achievements of these great men, we can glide upon the waterways, cruise upon the freeway, breathe in less pollution, transport food safety, and jet upon the airway. It's quite understandable that in the area of transportation, they are called heroes. In thinking of inventions, who can forget our own Cleveland native, Garrett Morgan, who invented the traffic light and the gas mask, an African-American. Remember Dr. George Washington Carver, agricultural scientist, inventing hundreds of products from the peanut, the sweet potato. As a nation, we have some heroes such as George Washington, father of our country, Abraham Lincoln, who served as president during the bloody conflict of the Civil War, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who steered us through and assisted us in getting out of the depression in our history, Dwight D. Eisenhower and Douglas MacArthur, who commanded our troops and led us to victory in World War II. Truly, these men are looked upon 
as national heroes. Who can forget Harry S. Truman, who gave us a fair deal, integrated the armed services? Who can forget Lyndon Baines Johnson, who gave us the Voting Rights Act, That's right. the Public Accommodation Act, and the Civil Rights Act? Who can forget Barack Hussein Obama? Somebody ought to say amen. amen. Who had the audacity of hope in reality and actuality, as well as the Affordable Care Act. And then we have some ethnic heroes. There are persons such as Nate Turner, Richard Allen, Sojourner Truth, Harriet Tubman, and Frederick Douglass, who had the courage to stand up for rights when it was dangerous, when we were looked upon as property. And in my own generation, persons like Rosa Parks, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. have distinguished themselves and brought great honor and dignity to our race. We can all call them heroes. Even in sports, we have ethnic heroes such as Joe Lewis. You remember way back, those of you who know what I'm talking about, Joe Lewis, who used to knock them all out. Jackie Robinson, Will Chamberlain, Jim Brown right here in Cleveland. LeBron James and Michael Jordan. Sometimes we idolize these persons so much that any remark which seems to be made against them will be met with vehement retaliation. I recall that when Jackie Robinson was brought up from Montreal to play for the Brooklyn Dodgers, he stole second base when the radio announcer loudly exclaimed throughout the world that Jackie had stolen second base, one of our good soul sisters flew into a rage and said, Jackie ain't stole no base. They're just saying that because he's black. <laughs> Jackie Robinson is looked upon as a hero for he had the courage to take numerous insults and open the door for many black men and women to get a professional sport. I suppose I'm safe in saying that every person has a hero. Every man, woman, boy, and girl looks upon somebody as being a hero. You might have a mama, you might have a daddy who's a hero in your life. Everybody idolizes somebody else. This is not to say that we worship some other human being. It is to say, however, that during the course of our lives, we've all encountered persons who've had such high qualities and whom we have, have such high esteem and we refer to them as being our heroes. But you know, early heroes don't always live up to the expectations of them. Sometimes when under close scrutiny, we find out that our heroes are not as virtuous as we thought them to be. An investigation into the private lives of some of our heroes may cause us to lose some of our esteem and admiration and respect for them. For this cause, we sometimes seek new heroes. It's very difficult and painful to be let down by those whom we are put on a pedestal. It is a traumatic experience to come into the realization that those whom we have idolized are not worthy to be called heroes. Therefore, we sometimes find ourselves seeking new heroes who can be counted upon to maintain their honor their virtue and their high standards of conduct throughout their lives. Well, I'm glad you're here this morning. 
I'm glad to report this morning that I have such a hero. And his name, help me, Holy Ghost, is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I say his name is Jesus Christ. I admit that I'm not the first person to choose him. More than 1,900 years ago, Paul was writing to the Roman soldier concerning him. And as he seemed to speak so highly of him, I concluded that he could certainly qualify for hero status. Listen to what Paul says about him. He says, for when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. He says, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God, somebody help me here. But God commended his love toward us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. I wish I could get some witnesses in this house. The office said two or three over here, two or three over here. I wish I could get some witnesses in this house. Christ died for us. Now, if that doesn't make Christ eligible to wear the label hero, nothing else can. Without a doubt, Jesus Christ is my hero. I pray he's your hero. Jesus Christ qualifies to be a hero in many, uh, in the field of endeavor. No one can deny that he is here in the field, he's a hero in the field of medicine. He specializes in curing the so-called incurable disease. Can I get a witness here? You hear me sing it all the time. Have you any rivers that seem uncrossable? Have you any mountain that you can't tunnel through? God specializes. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. In doing things impossible. And he can do what no other power can do. Let me tell you something. He restored good health to a woman who had been ailing for 12 years with a nagging, aggravating, and embarrassing issue of blood. He put a man back on his feet after he had been paralyzed for 38 long years. When the miraculous power of his whole spoken word, he cleansed 10 lepers all at one time. With a mere touch of his hand, he opened blinded eyes. He unstopped deaf ears. He cooled scorching fever. Without a doubt, Jesus is my hero in the field of medicine. And then Jesus is a hero in the field of jurisprudence. In short, he's a lawyer who never lost a case. I wish I had some help here this morning. In modern times, lawyers are very peculiar and particular about the kind of cases they take. If a person has gotten into trouble for being the champion of some unpopular movement or for speaking out against some power structure, most of the reputable lawyers won't touch his case with a 10-foot pole. Or should they take the case, they'll demand a sizable retainer at the outset. But Jesus, help me, Jesus, help me, Holy Ghost, Jesus represented people who were considered to be outcasts and who were looked upon as the scum of the earth. He took and represented people who were not able to pay any fee without for their services. He took the case of an adulterous woman and defended her with judicial skill that the jury became embarrassed and vacated the courtroom. Jesus is my hero 
in the field of jurisprudence. Furthermore, he's still my hero in science. Although he had no degree in science, although he wrote no books on science, and although he was not a member of a professional scientific organization, he accomplished something in the field of science which no other scientist of his day or no other scientist of his day has been able to explain. He's a climate control specialist. Even the wind <laughs> and the waves. Help me, Holy Ghost. Obey him. But the main reason I look upon Jesus as my hero is because what he did in the area of salvation. Jesus is my hero because he saved my soul. Somebody say he reached all the way down and picked me up. Set my feet on a solid rock. Can I get a witness here this morning? Let's look at it again. In Paul, what Paul had to say. Paul was what we might refer to as a logical thinker and a syllogistic reasoner. And as he writes to the book of Romans, he's attempting to prove that God's love for mankind is matchless, unparalleled, unsuperseded, and unlimited. Therefore, he states his proposition. He says, the love of God is shared abroad in all of our hearts. And after stating this proposition, he proceeds to prove it by stating several premises upon which that claim is made. He said, first of all, he said, when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. In other words, when we were helpless, when we were hopeless, when we were blind, creatures wandering and gooping aimlessly without purpose and direction, Christ died for us. When we were aliens, foreigners, strangers, ignorantly floundering in this world of sin and degradation, Christ died for us. I wish I could get some Holy Ghost power here. My brother and my sister, when we were awkwardly but surely traveling down a road, the road to hell and destruction, Christ died for us. Paul strengthened his argument by pointing out just how unusual and rare it is for one person to give his life for another. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. In other words, on some very rare occasion, there may be, have been some instances where some persons have been held in high esteem and that other person that put their lives on the line to protect them. You've heard of some courageous mother entering a burning house and losing her life trying to save her child. You've heard perhaps of some brave father diving into the river, losing his life, attempting to save a drowning child. But there are very rare appearances in such instances. The person who risks and loses his life thinks very highly of the person he or she is trying to save. There is something which just does not happen every day. People are not eager to give up their lives for anybody else. No matter how much they think of them. They are persons of whom we have so much admiration and respect and love that no matter what favor they might request of us, we would find difficult attempting to carry it out. But if they should ask us to give our lives for them, 
we would all find ourselves backing away. Self-preservation is the first law of nature. And no matter how much we care about our friend, we are just not willing to die for them. But have, have, have I got a witness here this morning? Paul says, but while we were yet sinners, oh hallelujah, Christ died for us. He didn't say after we turned away from our sin. He did not say after we have decided to straighten up. He did not say after we had decided to stop backbiting and backstabbing. He did not say after we have reached, decided to stop lying on one another. He did not say after we have decided to stop fooling around. He did not say after we have proved ourselves worthy to be called children of God. No, no. While we were yet sinners. Help me, Holy Ghost. While we were yet sinners. Why we were still wallowing in the dirt. Why we were up to our necks in filth. Christ died for us. No doubt you've heard people say, there was a time in my life when I wasn't ready to die and I didn't have a God on my side. Not that I have heaven in my view. That is what Paul is saying about when he said, while we were yet sinners, because of our sinful nature, we did not deserve to live. We're not prepared to die. Because of our carnal desire, we had not sought after God, nor had we set our eyes on heaven. But anybody, people in the house today, in spite of our deplorable circumstances, Christ died for us. Christ died not because we deserved it, but because we are undeserved. Christ died not because we were innocent, but because we were guilty. Christ died not because we were so righteous, but because we were so evil. Christ died not because we were so clean, but because we were really filthy. Christ died not because we were worthy, but because we were so unworthy. Christ died because we were friends of God, but because we were enemies of God. Christ died because we were seeking and obeying his will. Christ died not because we were seeking the truth, but because we were telling lies. Christ died because we were heaven bound, but because we were hell bound sinners. Yet Christ died while we were yet sinners. And every time I think about it, I just didn't have to say, He's my hero. Listen to me. I'm speaking for myself now. When I was sinking, when I was falling down, he placed my feet. Hallelujah. He placed my feet on solid ground. When I was sin sick and couldn't get well, he saved my soul from burning hell. Jesus is my hero. He's my hero today, tomorrow, and always. He was a hero to a disciple when they met on a storm out on the sea. He was a hero to the hungry multitude when he took two fish, five loaves, and fed 5,000 people. He was a hero to a man named Legion when he had 
evil spirit in his spirit. He was a hero to blind Bunchinimus when he gave him 20, 20 vision. He was a hero to Mary and Martha when he called their brother out of the grave. Jesus is my hero. His greatest deed was accomplished one Friday. Hallelujah. I'm about to get out of here now. I see greatest accomplished was done one Friday on a hill called Calvary. It was there that he died for the sin of all mankind. While we were yet sinners, Christ died. But thank God that's not the end of the story. Can I get a witness here? Early Sunday morning, he got up and declared, Oh death, where is your scheme? Oh grave, where is your victory? All power. All power in heaven and earth is in my hand. So I don't know about you this morning, but love, I said love, lifted me while I was in my sin. Love. I was sinking deep in sin, bottom the peace. Love, love. Very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But, but, but. But the master of the sea. Of the sea, my despairing cry. And from the water within me, now, wait a minute, 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 Bob, 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 Bob. I don't want you to spit. I don't do that too fast. I want you to say, Love lifted me. Come on. Come on, hit it. When love, nothing else could help. Let me say, let me say, 
Lord, come on, help me. Lift me. Come on. Lord, Nothing else. Else Come on, hit it, hit it, hit it. Lord, oh. lift up me, 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 thank oh. Jesus. Oh, Lord. Church this morning. Love lifted me. Uh, 